Hey there, MLB Morning Coffee listeners. Love the show? Well, now we are open to advertising opportunities. Get your name and your brand on our show daily. Email greg.moraz, that's G-R-E-G dot M-R-O-Z at yahoo.com to learn how you can be a part of this program. Advertising opportunities now available here on MLB Morning Coffee. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Happy Friday and welcome to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee from the Ocean Avenue Studios here in San Francisco, California. Well, we only have one series that's going to go to a fifth game. That is the Rays and the Yankees. The other three series all ended yesterday. So we have our NLCS, which will take place at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. And there will be a winner of the Rays and Yankees that will await playing the Houston Astros at Petco Park in San Diego. Now, the good thing is, neither of those two teams, the Yankees or the Rays, will have to travel if they win. However, the Astros only have to travel less than 100 miles to get from Los Angeles to San Diego because, of course, 2020, COVID-19, and the like. So I want to start off with the game that forced a Game 5. That would be the Yankees and the Rays. Let's roll the tape. And Torres turns on one down the left field line. That is hooking. That is up. And it is gone. A booming home run from Glaber Torres. Yankees over the Rays 5-1 at Petco Park in San Diego. The Yankees took a lead with a two-run bottom of the second inning, a Luke Voigt homer, and a DJ LeMahieu sacrifice fly, and they never looked back. Chad Green, the winner, He goes two scoreless innings out of the bullpen in relief of Jordan Montgomery. No walks and two strikeouts for him. He did not allow a hit. Montgomery, by the way, pitched the first four innings. He allowed three hits, one run, walked three, and struck out four. The Yankee bullpen did not allow a hit in five innings last night. Ryan Thompson takes the loss. He was the opener. He goes one and two-thirds innings, allows two runs on two hits, walks three, strikes out three. Ryan Yarbrough came in, and he was the bulk pitcher, as Kevin Cash has referred to it as. He goes five innings of two-run baseball, allows six hits, one walk, and one strikeout. Aroldis Chapman picked up the save. He goes an inning and a third, no hits, one walk, and two strikeouts. Recapping the scoring, as we told you, the Yankees got two in the bottom of the second inning on a Luke Voigt homer and a DJ LeMahieu sacrifice fly. Then top third... Brandon Lau grounded into a fielder's choice. Rays had the bases loaded at the time with just one out in the inning. They had a chance to tie the game and potentially take the lead. They only get one run, and then boom, bottom six, Glaber Torres with a two-run homer to make it 4-1 to New York, and Kyle Hikashioka adds on an insurance run with a single in the bottom of the eighth inning. So this series is tied at two games apiece. Looking over the box score, DJ LeMahieu 2 for 4 for New York. Glaber Torres 2 for 3 with 2 RBI, 2 runs scored, and a walk. Brett Gardner goes 2 for 3 with 2 runs scored and a walk as well. For the Rays, they had just 3 hits. They came from Yandy Diaz, G-Man Choi, and Kevin Kiermeyer. So that leads us to Game 5, which will take place tonight. It'll be Garrett Cole for the Yankees against Tyler Glasnow 
for Tampa Bay. Cole is no surprise. The surprise here is Glasnow because he started in game two. Blake Snell got the start in game one. So the Rays are banking on Glasnow on short rest. I would imagine that Glasnow is probably going to be used in an opener-type situation. Maybe he'll go three to four and then hand it over to the bullpen, and the Rays are effectively banking that Blake Snell will be their starter for game one of the ALCS. I don't know if that's the right strategy to use here, but I think that's the strategy you have to use if you want to be well-positioned for that next series. Garrett Cole, meanwhile, he's going to be going on three days rest, which in this scenario, you basically have to accept that for what it is. Starters have done that in the playoffs oftentimes in the past, and that's what the Yankees are going to go with. You paid him nine years and $324 million for a reason. This is your reason. This is the guy you brought in to get you over the top. So now he has the opportunity to do that tonight for New York. We mentioned that that was the only Game 5 that was going to occur in the AL or NLDS, which meant that the A's and Astros series finished up just north on Interstate 5 in Los Angeles. Let's take you to Dodger Stadium for the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. And it's driven a deep left field for Correa. Grossman going back, and that ball is long gone. A three-run home run puts the Astros on top, 5-3. to three. Carlos Correa with his third home run of the series. This was a homer-filled series. The Astros outslug the A's 11-6. They win the series, and they appear in their fourth consecutive American League Championship Series. One stat to note from this game. When Michael Brantley hit his second homer of the game, that set a new division series record for homers combined between two teams in a best-of-five series. That was the 23rd home run that had been hit in that series. Jose Altuve hit a two-run homer later in the ball game that would be the 24th homer in that series. The A's got up early in this ball game, a three-run homer by Ramon Laureano in the top of the second inning. However, the Astros scored a five spot in the bottom of the fourth. Two-run homer from Michael Brantley and a three-run homer from Carlos Correa. Ramon Laureano made it a one-run game in the top of the fifth inning with a solo shot his second of the game. But everything fell apart for Oakland in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Astros scored two more times thanks to a Brantley solo shot and a Carlos Correa RBI single. Bottom six, Kyle Tucker with an RBI single and Carlos Correa with a two RBI single. Jose Altuve with a two-run homer in the bottom of the seventh. A's got two runs in the top of the ninth on a Marcus Simeon RBI single and a Tommy LaStella RBI single. But that was it and that was all. The winner, Christian Javier, out of the Houston bullpen. He goes two and a third of scoreless relief. Three hits allowed, no walks, and four strikeouts. Frankie Montas takes the loss. He went three and two-thirds innings as the starter. Five runs on seven hits, one walk, and three strikeouts. So the Oakland Athletics, despite winning the wild card series, they fail to advance past the ALDS. They still have not reached the American League Championship Series since 2006. So the Oakland Athletics are still reaching to get over that hump, and I hope for their sake that they do it soon. 
The Astros, though, are on to their fourth straight American League Championship Series. I got to tell you, the Houston Astros, say what you want about them, in a year where they finished under 500, in a year where they lost Garrett Cole to free agency and Justin Verlander to Tommy John surgery, they somehow, some way, have found a way to get back in the ALCS with a manager in Dusty Baker that was seen as pretty much a placeholder and somebody that was going to stabilize what they were going to be able to do at least this year. So I will say bravo to the Astros, even though I'm clearly not a fan of them. Michael Brantley had a huge game. He goes 3-for-5 with two home runs, three RBI, and three runs scored. Alex Bregman, 2-for-4 with two runs scored. Kyle Tucker, 3-for-5 with an RBI and a run scored. Carlos Correa, 3-for-4 with five RBI and a run scored as well. Jose Altuve had a 1-for-3 performance. He had two RBI, two walks, and three runs scored. For Oakland, Ramon Laureano, 2-for-4 with a pair of homers. Four RBI and two runs scored. Robbie Grossman goes two for four with a run scored. Marcus Simeon and Tommy LaStella each had two hits as well. Simeon two for four with an RBI and a run scored. LaStella two for five with an RBI. So that's it for the Oakland Athletics. The Astros are on to the ALCS. Now we go over to the National League side. We'll start first with the game that was pretty much a blowout from the start, the Dodgers and the Padres. 0-1 to Pollock, sent out to left field. That's going to get down and score another run. Here's Turner, Bellinger to third. 4-2 L.A. The Dodgers crush San Diego 12-3. They move on to the NLCS for the fourth time in the last five years. Made the NLCS in 2016. They lost to the Cubs. 2017, they went to the World Series. 2018, they went to the World Series. And 2019, they missed the National League Championship Series. They lost to the eventual World Series champion, Washington Nationals. So before I get into the recap of this game, just take that in for a moment. The Los Angeles Dodgers have had their season end in each of the prior four years by the team that won the World Series. Cubs, 2016. Astros, 2017. Red Sox, 2018, and the Nationals, who it was earlier in the playoffs, but they won the World Series in 2019. The winning pitcher in this ballgame for Los Angeles was Julio Urias. So Dustin May was used as an opener. He goes an inning. Adam Kolarik goes two-thirds of an inning, and then Julio Urias comes in and pitches five innings out of the bullpen, one unearned run on one hit, one walk, and six strikeouts. Adrian Morejon takes the loss. He goes two innings, allows three runs on two hits, two walks, and two strikeouts. I'm looking at this box score for San Diego. They used 11 different pitchers in this ballgame. The lack of consistent starting pitching is what doomed San Diego in this series. And the moment that Mike Clevenger went out in game two and the fact that Denilson Lamette did not pitch was a bad sign from the get-go for San Diego. The Padres did have a lead in this game at one point. Dodgers took the first lead in the top of the second inning on a Cody Bellinger RBI ground out. However, the Padres scored two bottom second thanks to a Jake Cronenworth walk with the bases loaded and a Trent Grisham RBI single. But then the Dodgers started to pour it on. 
They scored five runs in the top of the third inning thanks to a Corey Seager RBI on a fielder's choice, a Justin Turner RBI single, an A.J. Pollock RBI single, a Jack Peterson two RBI single, a Will Smith RBI single, which, by the way, was not in the third inning, but in the top of the fourth inning, and then Mookie Betts with a sack fly in the top of the fifth. Manny Machado scored on a balk bottom six for the Dodgers, get a two-RBI double from Will Smith in the top of the ninth inning, and then a two-RBI triple from Cody Bellinger in that same inning. Looking at the box score for Los Angeles, Will Smith, what a day. He goes five for six with three RBI and a run scored. Cody Bellinger, two for five with three RBI and a run scored. A.J. Pollock, who, by the way, his walk-up song is The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. I think that's awesome. He goes two for four with two runs scored and an RBI. Mookie Betts, one for three with two walks, an RBI, and three runs scored. Nobody had multiple hits in this ball game for San Diego, but the top five in the lineup, Grisham, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, and Pham, each had one hit. The only other hit was Austin Nola. Great season for the San Diego Padres. They had the second-best regular season record in the National League, but the Dodgers were the best team in baseball, and they showed it in this series. Now we go to the final game, which was an elimination game for the Miami Marlins. They were playing down in Houston as the home team to the Atlanta Braves. And let me tell you, the Atlanta Braves have got a starting staff to be reckoned with. I'll explain after we roll the tape. The 1-1. Hammer to right. Pache is over, and he makes the catch. And for the first time in 19 years, the Atlanta Braves have punched their ticket to the National League Championship Series. Braves shut out the Marlins 7-0 down at Minute Maid Park in Houston. They sweep Miami in the NLDS. They move on to their first NLCS since 2001. A bravo to the Atlanta Braves, Brian Snitker's club. The Braves got the monkey off of their back. They are in the NLCS, and here is a great stat for you. This is their fourth shutout in the first five games of their postseason, which ties only the 1905 Giants for having more shutouts in as few postseason games as they have. Kyle Wright gets the win. He goes six shutout, three hits allowed, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Sixto Sanchez the loss. He allows four runs on four hits in three innings, three walks, and two strikeouts. This Atlanta Braves pitching staff is awesome. The runs, by the way, a Marcelo Zuna RBI single in the top of the third inning, followed by a Travis Darno two RBI double in that inning, and then a Dansby Swanson sacrifice fly. Top four, Freddie Freeman with an RBI single, Top five, Dansby Swanson with an RBI single. And also top five, Adam Duvall with an RBI double. So 7-0 Atlanta. They gave up five runs to the Marlins in game one. So they've only allowed five runs in five games this postseason. That's amazing. They pitched two shutouts against the Reds, one of them, by the way, in 13 innings. And then they come back, they give up five runs in game one, and then pitch two straight shutouts to get into the National League Championship Series. For Atlanta offensively in this ballgame, two, three, and four in the order each had two hits. 
Freddie Freeman, two for four with a run scored. Marcelo Zuna, two for five with an RBI and a run scored. Travis Darno, two for four with two RBI and a run scored. Dansby Swanson, two for three with two RBI and a run scored. So the NLCS is set as the Atlanta Braves, for the first time since 2001, are going to the NLCS. They will head up to Globe Life Field in Arlington to square up with the Los Angeles Dodgers because we've got L.A. versus Atlanta in Texas. Obviously, only something that can happen in 2020. As for the Marlins, they were limited to five hits in this game. Corey Dickerson had three of them as he went three for four. This also is the first time in franchise history that the Miami Marlins have lost a playoff series. Now, you're probably thinking, if you haven't listened to some of our prior episodes, that's not possible. Well, it is possible because the only two times that the Marlins, in the history of their franchise, they were founded in 1993. The Marlins only made the playoffs twice prior to this year, 1997 and 2003. They won the World Series in both of those years. Baseball is a crazy game. So I cannot guarantee that we are going to have a podcast tomorrow, but I will tell you that if we do, we will have a solid recap of Rays-Yankees Game 5 and a preview of what is to come in both the ALCS and the NLCS and some updates on other things going around the baseball world. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great Friday. Enjoy the Rays and the Yanks. And as always, Black Lives Matter.